Greetings everyone, my name is Dr. Asha and I'd like to welcome you to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode number four. Greetings everyone. I hope you had a productive week and again I thank you for taking the time out to listen. I know I always say it every week but when I know that everyone is so busy I really appreciate the fact that you take time to listen to what I have to say so that I'm not kind of sat here on my own just talking to myself even though I don't mind doing that either. So today we're going to talk about why it's important for living your best life in Africa to also focus you on creating new money. I'm going to talk about why the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast doesn't just focus on my love of Africa and all things African and why the podcast doesn't just focus on what it's like to visit, long stay or live in Africa or any other hot country of your dreams. And why the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast doesn't just focus on life coaching us towards achieving our best selves so that we can have the courage to make those major changes in our lives. But instead, I'm going to focus on how we are going to fund these major life changes that we are looking for and why we have to create new money to do that. If we're ever going to be able to make those changes, then we have to create new money to do it. It's no good me raising expectations about how wonderful your life can be if you live in Africa or the hot country of your dreams without us having a plan for how we are going to get ourselves there. The current reality for most African descent people is that we're working nine to five in five-figure paying jobs. And by five-figure paying jobs, what I mean is anything above £11,000. But the problem is that we have higher five-figure outgoings. Now, you might think that it's the same for everyone, and it should be. Because we know that Western countries like to pride themselves on how equal and how fair they are to all of their citizens. And they like to compare themselves to Africa as if Africa is some backward hole that doesn't have any standards. But the reality in Western countries is that we are not treated fairly when it comes to pay. Don't believe me? Research published in the UK by The Guardian newspaper in December 2018. So I'm not talking December 1962. This research was published in December 2018. And that research showed that a black male graduate in the UK is likely to earn as much as 17% less or £3.90 per hour less than his white colleague for doing exactly the same job. Now, before people start jumping up and down, remember, it's not me, Dr. Asher, saying this. This is the Guardian newspaper, a well-respected European newspaper. And what the Guardian also says in this research is that the total missing pay for black and ethnic minority workers in the UK amounts to over, now wait for it, 
3.2 billion pounds per year. Just let that figure sink in. 3.2 billion pounds per year in missing pay in the sixth largest economy in the world. And it's getting worse, not better. Many black workers are finding themselves thrown out of regulated workplaces. And by regulated workplaces, what I mean is a workplace where employment rights are likely to be enforced and are likely to be regulated, no matter how shady, there will be some form of regulation. But the concern is, and why I say things are getting worse, is that many black workers are now finding themselves in zero hours contracts and gig economy type jobs, where pay is much more unstable and where it's much harder to track wrongdoing. Now, if you're interested in the research, I'll put a link to the research in the show notes below and then you can just click the link and it will take you straight to the research. But I think it's important to say that when black workers are pushing this much water uphill, working the same as their white colleagues and ending up with £3.90 an hour less, then we have to do something else to give ourselves a hand out of this situation. Because if we don't, what's the alternative? That we just wait to die here? It's just not something that fills me with a lot of optimism. And I know hundreds of black people I've spoken to just feel that waiting for things to change is not an option. Black people want life choices, the choice to go to a hot country as often as we want, for as long as we want or the choice to enjoy split living in a hot country and in a western country, or the choice to make the ultimate move and live full-time in a hot country, choosing to visit this cold climate when we choose. It's not too much to ask, but it will be too much to ask if you're losing 17% or almost £4 an hour every hour you work over a year. That is a loss from your wages of £140.40 per week. And that's £7,300.80 per year. And I'm including the 80 pence. Just think what you could plan with an extra £7,300.80 per year. But you will never see that money because we live in Western cultures that normalise underpaying and underemploying black people, period. This is normal practice despite the Equal Pay Act and despite the Equalities Act. And this is why we need to make new money. I don't know about you, but I have to deal with a growing level of despair and helplessness every day with African descent people wringing our hands and asking ourselves, is this all my life will ever be? a growing amount of hand-to-mouth living because there always seems to be a lot of month left at the end of the money or ever-increasing amounts of bills that never stop coming and always feeling that we are one financial disaster away from financially going under. It's these types of realities that are causing huge amounts of stress behind closed doors And there are increasing amounts of self-medication that we are using to try to get some relief from the noises in our head telling us of the tide that wants to come and completely overpower our lives. 
you know, it was this kind of situation that kind of pushed me to start the podcast so that I was not only focusing on bringing out the beauty of Africa and life coaching ourselves to be able to see and appreciate Africa, but also to focus on how we are going to give ourselves a chance to get there in our lifetime. Just because we're good people, it does not mean we're going to win the national lottery. And just because we're good people, it does not mean that we're going to win the People's Postcode Lottery. I'm sorry, but there is no easy way of saying this. We are going to have to dig ourselves out with our bare hands and hearts just so we can have a chance at the life of our dreams whilst we still have life, whilst we still have a little youth left to enjoy it, and whilst we have relatively good health to make that enjoyment last. And the way to start digging ourselves out is to think about what we can do to make new money. What do I mean by new money? I mean money that is new to our bank accounts, that is different from our core earnings, core earnings being our nine to five wages. New money is money that can be separated from our current earnings so that we can put our new money into a separate pot and watch it grow into our living our best life nest egg. Because you see, without that new money, we would be lucky to be able to put a few pounds away every week, much less every month. And I mean, can you imagine how soul destroying it would be when you calculate in your head how long it would take you to save to even take a holiday? When all you can do is put a little one, one, two pound, four pound, ten pound saving away every week or every month. Nah, although the savings have to stay little though they are, because we have to get into the habit of saving. We have to find ways to create new money so we can bring our goals closer to our mind's eye and see them within our reach. So the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast focuses on creating black entrepreneurs, small business owners and black people with side hustles who understand how business can work in the 21st century, where we can create small online businesses that can be run from anywhere in the world with a well-crafted vision, a laptop and access to the internet. Remember the days when our olders used to say that they were going on street to hustle? Remember those days? The word hustle was made to feel like a dirty word, like not proper work. Now that Europeans have got hold of it, it's one of the most used words in the business dictionary. There are more Europeans with side hustles, I'm proud to say so, than you would ever believe. Times have changed and so must we. And the reason we have to change... The reason we have to create new side hustles and small businesses is because we want to be able to buy ourselves out of the rat race living we are in and go where our hearts desire to be. But we still need to make money to pay the bills linked to our old lives and current financial responsibilities. Many of us still have children who need help financially. We still have mortgages, student loans, financial debts that we're paying off, flats we want to keep renting and all the associated living costs that we have, gas, electricity, water rates, council tax, whether we're living in another country or not. And these financial responsibilities now in our nine to five feel like millstones around our neck 
And so when you have a millstone around your neck, the last thing you think you can achieve is the opportunity to live your best life somewhere else because you think it can never happen because you will always have these things to pay. But by creating new money, the idea is that we can then return to the West at our leisure with our businesses in our laptops and iPads and do business wherever we are. Because by then, by the time we've built our businesses in the three to five year plans we are giving ourselves, we will have bought ourselves out of our current jobs and we decide where we want to work. We decide if we want to go and work in those types of jobs again. You don't understand what I mean? Let me use myself as an example. When I'm in the UK, I will always try and do some consultancy because in my profession, it's always good to keep my skills updated. But the key thing is that I decide when and if I want to work. If I don't, I don't. If I do, then I work. In my mind, I know I don't live here. And so I know that it's a choice that I have that I would not have had had I still been working in my nine to five. And there are increasing numbers of African descent people who are living like this. They don't live in the West. They live in Africa or the Caribbean. They return to the West to visit family or to do something to support their main business. And whilst in the West, they may even decide to do a little agency work to earn a little extra money to drop in the UK whilst they're here. Or they work to enhance their skills and knowledge in an area to do with their businesses. But the key thing is that it is a choice. It's much more of a choice to work than a requirement because when you have a well-crafted plan that is making new money to cover your costs, your time is much more likely to be your own. And I can hear the noise now. Ah, Dr. Asher, this is pie in the sky, man. But I kid you not, this is a real and achievable reality as long as you are prepared to put the work in and achieve this. Nothing comes from nothing and no one is going to come along and give you a means to free yourself. We are our own liberators. And through this podcast and other supportive tools, my aim is to show you a workable plan that you can use to start planning your way out. That's what I did. And I know you can do it, too, because everyone has a business inside their head where they have something that can be sold in the largest marketplace on Earth, which is the Internet. So let me say a little bit about what these Internet marketplaces look like, just so that I can inspire you to think about what you could do in this marketplace. So in the internet marketplace, you can have a virtual shop front to sell your goods. Now, what do I mean by a virtual shop front? An ordinary shop front is like Hobbycraft or Office Depot, Next. These are what we call brick and mortar shops. Their physical presence on the high street makes them a shop. But you may or may not know that a huge proportion of shops have transferred themselves online and everybody is transferring their business online to a virtual shop front. One of the main reasons why the high street is struggling now is because it did not take the internet seriously. 
They dragged their heels and were so comfortable believing that they could never, ever face competition that by the time they realised what was happening, a huge proportion of their footfall had transferred their business online. So if you have something you can sell, then you can sell online. The trick is to learn how to lead your customers to your products so they can buy from you and not buy from somebody else. Because the beauty of having your product online is that instead of people having to come down to the town centre by bus, have to find somewhere to park and then walk to your shop where you're paying high rents and business rates and we know some shops act like they don't even need customers the way they treat customers. Instead of all that, people find you online. If you're somebody that makes products and you're living your best life in your hot country, Africa and the Caribbean do have post offices. Then with planning, you can create those products from anywhere in the world. And then you factor in postal costs into your product costs and then you post them to your customers. Or do what I know some people do. When they're in their nice hot country, they make their products there. Then when they come to the UK to visit, they pack up their suitcase with their products and they post them from the UK because it's a a little bit more convenient. And what they do is they condition their customer into buying into the scarcity of their product because it's handmade. They make the customer feel that the product is special. And this allows them to build in a waiting time into their purchase transaction so the customer will be happy to wait. (laughs) If you don't believe me, look at an online market called Etsy. E-T-S-Y. So what you do, go into Google, go into the tab at the top and type in E-T-S-Y. And what will come up is an online marketplace where people who make things sell those things to an international market. Test it out. Go to the search tab on Etsy and put in head wrap. What should come up is pages of people selling basic head wraps. If you want to look at somebody specific, look at somebody called Tess World Designs. All one word, Tess, T-E-S-S, World Designs. And you'll see that, well, she's called Teresa, You'll see that Teresa has sold over 8,700 pieces of one basic style of head wrap at £3.97. The basic style of head wrap is the one where you kind of put the knot at the front of your head. You see sisters walking around with it on road. Just do the maths. At £3.97, she sold 8,700 of these and she's made over £34,500. Now, Teresa has hundreds of products. So if she sells 400 of one and 200 of another, don't forget on this one, she sold over 8,700. You can see that Teresa's making money just making a basic style of head wrap that you can pick up from your scraps of material and use it to tie your head with a knot at the front. Teresa is crushing it online because she has realized that instead of trying to sell to your one, two people who you know, She can use the internet to create an international market. Come on, that's just one market. 
When you look at Etsy, you find the largest online virtual shop front in the world, or certainly one of the largest. You'll find all manner of things that people make and sell to customers all over the world. Your market is no longer limited to family and friends and people who feel sorry for you. Or let me buy that one little thing. So I've bought something off her. Or let me buy his little screensaver just so that I can spend a little money with him. It's no longer limited to that. Your market now becomes the world. And if you're creative, there's room for your side hustle in that market. As long as you know how to craft your business and market directly to your customers. I'm telling you, stick with the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and I will show you how to do this. My only condition is that you do the work. In the same internet market space, you also have virtual penguin publishers and virtual Waterstones booksellers. If you're someone that likes to write or you're someone that has a book inside your head, you don't have to wait for somebody to come along to publish your book. You can do it yourself. You can now write your book and publish the book yourself and you can publish that book in several formats. You can have a hardback book, a softback book, an audio book and an e-book. And all of these different types of books have huge markets of people who buy them. I myself... I buy audiobooks, I buy ebooks, I buy softback, and I buy hardback. Sometimes I buy the same book in two different formats. People are diversifying the way they consume content. And because of that diversification, there is a market there for you. If you want to look at what a self publishing online bookshop looks like, you can look at Amazon Kindle. Just type in Amazon Kindle. Or if you want to look at a 100% ebook market, look at Lulu, L-U-L-U, and see what's out there. Another type of marketplace that you can have access to is the online training and teaching market. Did you even know that people write courses to teach people what they know? And that if you decide to go into that market, you're tapping into a market where one in six students and adults now take an online course. That means line up six people and one of those people out of the six is taking an online course. That's huge. And it's online. It is the online education market that has saved your ordinary brick and mortar universities from collapsing under a steady decline in the number of students taking physical face-to-face courses. Universities are now selling their courses online to students all over the world. And so can you, if this is your thing. Students are fast seeing that the huge exorbitant fees they're paying for their courses are just not worth it. So more students are taking physical online courses and focusing those courses on their passion. And more students than ever are using those courses to start their own business whilst they're at university. And you have a growing number of students who are not even bothering to go to university. They train themselves entirely online and then start their own businesses with the information that they have learned. Everybody knows 
that the Open University has been teaching online courses for decades. But I'm talking about something completely different. It's a completely different market. And I say this because a basic business starter course run by the Open University will still cost you £18,000. £18,000 to learn about business from a tutor who's never run a business. For me, I studied all of these things in university and having come out of the other end, I still find that I get more out of learning about business and entrepreneurial skills instead. I can't think of much that I learned on my MBA that I'm using in my business except my research skills and my analysis skills. But if you're someone that has something you can teach, then there are 56.1% of the world's total population of 8 billion people who have access to the internet. And in those huge numbers, there's likely to be somebody who's looking for your thing. So if you're somebody that likes to create online courses or you think you can create an online course to teach people what you know, then there is a market for you. I hope you're getting the idea of where I'm going here. We no longer have to feel trapped in our day jobs, believing that this is all there is to our lives and all our lives will ever be. There are mountains of other things that we can do to start creating new money that will help us to buy our way out of the rat race we are living in. The key is, if you want to do this and you're prepared to do the work, then I'm here to help you. And if I can do it, so can you. I built an online business selling access to employment rights. And from that business, I was able to leave my nine to five day job and focus on running my business in Malawi, where I now live. I'm no different to you. If I can do it, so can you. Now, as usual, I can hear some people saying, but you're a doctor, Dr. Asher, you're different. You've got university degrees and lots of experience. And my answer to that is, I agree if that is the main focus, but it's not. None of my degrees have anything to do with the Internet. When I completed my MBA, my master's in business administration in 2005, There was no module on doing business online. It simply was not there. The internet as a marketplace simply did not exist. How I got there is because my sister and I began studying the internet of things in night school about 10 years ago when we could only build websites using HTML code and the Dreamweaver platform I mean, people don't even build websites like that anymore. But then there was no drag and drop like there is today. It simply didn't exist. And that's how much things have moved on. What gets me to running my own business is my experience as a teacher and my knowledge of the employment rights field. That's what puts me in a position to start that business and to help you to start yours. My profession has nothing at all to do with employment rights, but employment rights became my passion. And so I started a business based on my passion and not on my profession. 
And because I've walked that road, I'm in a position to be able to support you so you avoid the mistakes I made. And to save you time, you don't need to spend doing tasks that are no longer relevant in today's marketplace. If you think you can't build an online business, think again. Anyone can build a business online. There is no better time than now to give it a try. What is there to lose? If your business doesn't work, you've still got your nine to five because you're in a three to five year plan. So give it a try. Will it be hard work? Yeah, of course it will. But if you're determined to fulfill your passion, then you can make it. If you know others who share the same frustrations as you do, then tell them about the podcast and encourage them to listen in. We are going to be moving into some real business moves in the next few weeks. I know I've been on my high horse a bit, but as you can tell, I'm really passionate about this because although I studied an MBA, that MBA did not teach me not one thing about how to start my own business. Not one thing. And you already know that being black in the UK, when you have these qualifications, it does not matter. You don't achieve not one inch of additional pay or preference because you have these qualifications. And in fact, my qualifications have been a millstone around my neck because I've actually been for interviews when I was still in my dumb phase of thinking that, you know, it was all about the job. I remember going to interviews and being told by people who had no qualifications that I was too academic for them, despite the fact that I've never worked in a university. So with my qualifications, I can honestly say to you, I mean, I must have about five business qualifications. Not one of these qualifications taught me how to run a business. I learned that by going to night school and by taking classes so that I could understand the field I was moving into. I'm coming to the end of what I wanted to say in this episode, but I just wanted to say that I've included a really useful download in the show notes this week. So if you scroll down into the show notes, you'll see some live links and What I've included is a template that encourages you to begin to identify some new money ideas. When you open the template, you'll see that I filled in the first line of business ideas for you to give you a head start. Try and fill in the rest and see if you can come up with 20 new money ideas. I'd really be interested to see what you come up with. And I mean, even better, take a picture of what you've done and post it on the Facebook page. Don't think that somebody's going to steal your idea. There is enough space in that internet marketplace where 56.1% of 8 billion people are your customers. So don't be shy. Post your pictures online and let's see what you come up with. Download the template and play around with the ideas that are in your head. The focus here is to get your ideas down from inside your head onto a piece of paper so you can see your own potential for creating new money businesses. So as ever, I hope you found this podcast episode useful. It would really be great if you could leave me a review and just let me know if I'm hitting the right notes for you or whether there's something that you would like me to focus on. 
You can always post your comments underneath the show notes or post them on the Living Your Best Life in Africa Facebook page or Instagram page. Next week, I'm going to talk about the concept of using your six to nine to transform your nine to five as one of the primary vehicles for creating new money. I hope to see you there and look forward to us continuing to speak with each other and learn with each other. It's been great talking to you and I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a blessed week. Bye for now. Thank you.